0: what's going on everybody it is friday july 24th and you have found the pinwheels and ivy podcast ah we've waited for this day for so long we had baseball coming up corona took it away it's now july 24th and we've had a day of baseball aaron judge just hit a base hit good for my fan duel um so as just from that the regular season has started, and if you're listening to this on podcast, it is Friday. The White Sox and the Cubs have their season's kick off tonight. Very exciting stuff. I'm your host, Matt Zawaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Father Zoe, a.k.a. Madrigal Got Robbed. With me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. What's up, Aldo?
1: Uh, I mean, I just can't wait to get to your rant, so. I'm just excited, and then excited about your rant. About man, I to do Let's what go. everybody Let's thinks
0: go. I'm
1: gonna do. Oh wow!
0: Just whip out, man. It's a week, but anyways. And other, and then we have the good Reverend K Fizz. What's up, buddy?
2: What's up, man? Yeah, I totally rolled out of bed today, like damn Pee Wee Herman. Um, at the beginning of Pee Wee's Big Adventure, I got out of bed. I had my slippers on. They were they were they were rabbits. They went to the carrot, and then I lifted you know two and a half pound weights, so I don't do too much stress in the shoulders. And then That's I cool. went down my little fire pole. Uh, and I was in my Cubs jersey by the time I got to the bottom. So it was a fantastic start to the day. Uh, <laughs> baseball's back, damn it.
0: Baseball is back. Oh, man, it just, its it feels good. It really does. So um, we're going to talk about the rosters. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about them. Uh, we're going to talk about baseball. just figured, screw it. Let's get all the way nuts and release a new playoff format for this season. Getting weird. Um, Love it. And then we're going to do some over-unders for the upcoming season. Uh, So with all that being said, hey, it's opening day. Let's tap this cake.
3: Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Yeah. Rick, Lee or Canty, so the whole league that we hear now. Yes. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that I'm might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah, this is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bargain. game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. This is what waiting for. You can put it on the board,
0: As always, this podcast is brought to you by SportsMockery, SportsMockery.com. Make sure you go and download the application. Turn on those push notifications so you and your friends will be the first people to know anything that happens in Chicago sports, Northside, Southside, Bears, Blackhawks, Bulls, anything that happens in Chicago, be the first to know with the push notifications. SportsMockery and SportsMockery.com. And also, if you remember last week, we did an ad read for Ha Ha Hot Sauce. And the Reverend Fids is a man of his word. So if you're watching this live, you can see it. Kevin got his
2: bottle of ha-ha hot sauce. That sound you hear is that naga pepper that's, just spurring around.
0: Not a good sound to do on a podcast, Kev. It's true. So it can be interpreted as I'm a, lot, a of lot of different things there, bud. Well, that's uh, how I feel
2: about opening day. So I guess it really does oh actually fit.
0: I just saw Howie Kendrick, and that man is very large. Um, Wait. Anyways. See, again. What? Yeah. Sorry. I got... I'm distracted. Live baseball. There's that Ha, ha, hot sauce. Make sure you go check them out. So, is-
1: dream, are you watching? What?
0: Yeah, I thought is this it- was ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of hotel is this? Um, so the- Scrambled again? Are we going back to scrambled cable? So I think that's a boob. Anyways, ha, ha, hot sauce. Dave would actually <laughs> appreciate that ad read. Uh, make sure you go to check them out. Kevin's going to put the hot sauce on chicken fingers as we're doing the show. Uh, a little bit later I'll give you his review. Um we had a little sneak peek at it. It's good stuff. Ha ha ha. So, so check him out. Um so yeah.
2: Do you want to do, you, do you want to address the elephant in the room on the cognitive test? Or do we want to wait? What
0: did you vote on in the poll? What time did you guys take?
2: I said over a minute, and
0: I figured I it would take a minute for you to do this. So does that does that mention in the intro count?
2: Didn't uh, I? Took, I but you didn't like cut them
1: out, so I think I think uh, even money it was a push. Okay. So because you haven't yet, I just think so you have to cuss them out. Those that's the only way the bets are. Accepted. I'm going
0: to say some words here. There, there'll probably be some four letter ones.
2: Stanton just left the yard, by the way. <laughs> Very good for the FanDuel. Um, 400, 460 feet.
0: Yeah, baseball is back, and Stanton just pissed on a baseball. Um i'm not even mad i'm just disappointed i'll tell you why i'm disappointed i'm disappointed because there is no need for this all right we've confirmed that it is a one week in schaumburg gets them a whole year with regards to service time but here's the deal man they do this whole campaign every game counts it's an awesome campaign, by the way. Who I forgot. I think Tony Gillow made the commercials. The new White Sox commercials are fucking awesome. But every game counts. Totally agree with that. It's a 60-game sprint. Every game counts. So you have to put the best lineup on the field from day one. This is not the time to be playing dick around, playing stupid fucked up service time games, and sending Madrigal down because you said his timing doesn't seem right. He was one of the best hitters in summer camp. Come on, if you're going to – I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Han can't just come out and be like, we're doing this for service time. Can't do it. It's illegal. He can't say that. He can't do it. But to use that as the excuse, are you crying from the hot sauce or are you making fun of me?
2: No, I just saw a video of Anthony Fauci throwing out the first pitch today. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's
0: 50-cent-esque. <laughs> um, all right, so I get it. All right? I, I get he can't come out and say it. But to use that to say we think his timing is a little off and Lurie's timing's a little better, and then you keep Nikki fucking Delmonico up.
1: You need a right fielder. I mean, we can get into that too. But, but
0: Lurie right field. Anyways, you have a gold glove caliber second baseman. I don't know. People forget, won a gold glove in the minors last year for his defense at second base. One of the best hitters you have on the team in – summer camp, and no, he's not hitting fucking bombs. Get the fuck over it. Wait, time me.
1: out. Time out, Zoe. I'm sorry. What? So I put out the poll question on at Pinwheels Ivy Pod on Twitter. I know it's only six votes so far, but I asked, White Sox fans, how do you feel about Magical not being on the opening day roster? 100%. Eh, he'll be up next week.
0: Well, so that's why I'm not, like, a raving lunatic right now, okay? Because <laughs> I get it. But the funny thing and the thing that I appreciate is most of White Sox Twitter did the whole thing where they were like, oh, so he's magically going to get his timing back by sitting in a mall in Schaumburg for a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everybody basically was like, you bullshit. And it is. It's bullshit. But yeah, I just voted pissed off to even the scales on them. Oh, damn, I'm getting smoked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wow, yeah. no, no. And that's a good point. Aloha, Mr. Han, who is now one of my favorite listeners of the show because he live he tweets me during while we're recording because he's watching. What's up, Mr. Han? But he said his timing is off, but it's just not that timing. And he's absolutely right; it's his service time bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and it's just what's his, his timing's going to magically get better by sitting in Schaumburg, fucking playing like Pepper and bullshit games with guys at the minor league field? Like, come on, dude. He'll be up in a week. It's a week. I'm not mad. I just hope it doesn't hurt. I swear to Christ, though, if there's one fucking error at second base during this week, I will rain fire and brimstone down. I don't care if like five people see it, I will do it.
1: And here's the thing uh, sure, this is Luria Garcia, whatever Hansa, like the timing's better. They feel better with him in the lineup right now, whatever. Who? Nick Madrigal. As much as like, you can dislike what kind of like projected hitter he's going to be, minimum is like gold glove caliber defensively. Yes. Fast as hell. Mm-hmm.
0: Very smart, too. Knows how to take the extra base. You,
1: you are talking about a White Sox roster that has like five to six fucking dudes who mash. mash. It's not like you need, it's not like you need Lurie Garcia, Lurie Garcia hitting like 280. Cause you're desperate to have, to have someone make the offense quick. And, and here's the thing you're right about when you said like, well, right, cool, cause the other big news of the week before the rosters came out was no Mazara has the Rona mm-hmm. probably. yeah, Maybe allegedly. Supposedly um, he's
0: going to be back in a week too. Mm-hmm. That's
1: wrong. So they needed to have, so Nikki Delmonico made the roster. Um, and I mean, I guess the other option was you can, ha- you can have Garcia start games in right field. Not a bad right fielder. but even even if you get to that point, your big what Rick Hahn said is you know what we'd rather have Chesler Cuthbert over Nick magical That's basically what this came down to, mm-hmm. which is awful. Again. Especially in a sixty-game season, every game counts even more so than a regular one hundred sixty-two game season.
2: Yes. Did Han go to bed last night thinking that he had Madrigal on the roster? locked in or
0: <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> Sorry, fucker. i'll give you that one you got a all guy right.
2: though like this that ultimately the best point is that you have a guy that you have a lineup that's going to rake a bunch of goons that are going to hit the ball a lot of gaps too games. a lot of gaps too and a lot of guys that are driving the baseball you want those small ball kind of guys now i know you don't like small ball but i don't mean like small ball small ball i'm talking about the guys that do the little things the guys that that take that extra bag when they see an opportunity the guys that are in the right place at the right time because they're studying the game. And that's something that magical really does. Well, I know King max said it a billion times he's big about the, the little him and I are both on the same boat when it comes to that too, is you've got this, you've got a player that has the ability to, especially bottom at the bottom part of the order to start something all over again. So that when that lineup turns over, you've got all your big boppers ready to rock again. And you've got a pitcher already in uncomfortable situation. A guy that can't trust the dude on the base pass. Cause he might take an extra bag or, or whatever. A guy that plays very good defense. You 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 wonder why they made that decision, and I don't know what they saw that they didn't like. It's service. Line. It might be more about keeping Lurie. <laughs> I don't know. I, might be keeping. You know, I don't know. But I'll, I'll no. make a good point about terrible it, other names on the roster should not have been there. It's, no, Kevin, dude, you can't justify it. It's, so it's, does that does that mean that Han thinks he envisions him as a superstar? I, no, I, I they wanted the extra year to wait to pay. He, him.
0: <laughs> he's not going to be a max he's player. can't pay that much time. That's why the whole, this whole service and all these people are tweeting at me. This is what this organization does. I, I know that's what this organization does. But also, this organization hasn't had a potential winning team in over 10 years. <laughs> 12, so maybe they don't know what to fucking do. But I really hope I I hope to God there's not one error at second base. Cause I will fucking flip shit. But you know what's better than a solo shot? Two a run two run time. homer. You know how you get two home run homers by getting dudes that do little shit and get on base. At a table and that's what magical is he's a table setter and he's damn good at it too and i know there's some people that are on the you know whatever that's fine take this moment he didn't make the roster it's service time bullshit it's just it i just think it's unnecessary service time games and it's just were there, bullshit.
2: were there any celebratory tweets today for like Lury garcia fans like hell yeah like, do people actually go? Like, did you see any?
0: If I, there was. I did not
2: see him.
1: I mean, at the same time, let's not disrespect Larry Garcia, who had more hits than
0: him yeah, year. Larry Garcia, <laughs> I will say this, and I'm not putting uh, Larry Garcia down at all. He's a very valuable player to have, especially in this situation, because he can play seven positions. You need yeah. that guy on your roster this year more than any other year, because anyone okay. could drop in a minute. We saw Juan Soto two hours before the first game of the season test positive for COVID. You need a guy like Larry Garcia that can play any position for you. Yep. He needs those skills.
1: And, like, before – like, here's the thing. Like, who knows what the next CBA is going to say? Like, are are they just going to have the same service time rules? Um, And before in the past, I mean, it's not like the Cubs Cubs have done it. The White Sox, as you said, they've done it with other players too. It's nothing new. And in the past, it was basically every team, you were going to see this. But we have seen in the past couple of years, you can't say anymore. Every team does it with all their prospects, because we are oh. starting to see other teams who will just like. I think the Royals, one of their starting pitchers, they're going to start the season with them. Uh, and there's like, the
0: couple of, like four or five prospects starting the season with them.
1: And there's like a few other teams. So like you can't ha- you can't fall back on that. Uh, I mean, that's just that's just the rules. Uh, every team does it. It's like they used to, not anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Chessler, Chessler that's basically what it comes out. It's not, right. it's not even Larry Garcia because Larry Garcia was going to make the team no matter what, right? It was so, Chessler Cupboard over Nick Madrigal. You got to figure
0: is, in a week, Chessler or Nicky Delmonico or both, probably both. both. <laughs> it comes back, go bye bye. Um, Ooh, Adam Eaton,
2: I was about to say, I was just texting you guys, Adam, Eaton, bomb.
1: guys, what did I say? They're definitely still using the juice
2: balls. Oh,
0: ball. the juice balls are 100. Dude, it, no spin are, rate are, at all. Did you happen to see Gio Stanton's home run?
1: I didn't see it, it, but they, I, I it. messaged that to you guys yesterday because during the White Sox game against the Brewers, Christian Yelich hit like a pop fly, and it just kept going and going and yeah. going for a home run. No. <laughs> like, yeah, these balls. The
2: juice balls crazy. are definitely in effect, and – I, Friend of the show, Chase and Shreve, saw that firsthand too the other night. Yeah,
0: and that shout ball, out Chase was and a Friend of the show, Chase and Shreve, made the Mets roster. So Woo-hoo. shout out. And again, come on our show. Good things happen. Um, the other thing with the White Sox, uh, they're going to go with the five man rotation. Uh, this kind of scratched some heads at this one a little bit. It looks like we got Lucas Giolito one. Obvious. Dallas Keuchel, too, looked phenomenal versus the Cubs in the scrimmage game. And I don't know if that was Keuchel looking good or the Cubs just not giving a shit. I think it's a little uh, bold. In my um, but then number three, you got Ray Lopez. And then Cease. number four is Dylan Cease. And number five is Carlos Rodan. Rodan didn't look terrible versus the Brewers in the scrimmage game. But if you look at his – Pitching sequences for the first three innings, he threw all fastballs in one slider. Okay. So obviously, he went out there and they told him, like, just let it rip. We want to see what you can hit. He was hitting mid 90s. So that was good to see. He was locating it pretty well. I'll tell you what, if you thought signing as Monty Grandall wasn't going to immediately pay off, watch that Carlos Rodon start against the Brewers because the first two strikeouts he had were just beautiful pitch framing. Like Mm -hmm. 100%. And, again, shout out to White Sox Twitter because as soon as it happened, my timeline got filled with everyone just saying, look at that framing, look at that framing. We haven't had a catcher that was that good at that maybe ever. So it was really awesome to watch and it be for the team I root for.
2: Who was the goofball taking the victory lap today? Saying that Grandal was a luxury, yeah. and not necessary. That's Who is that? Doesn't he's matter. He's
0: under, um, yeah, he's under the Voldemort status on this show. We're um, not say
1: it for he shall not I, be. And me. it's not just like getting the like getting a strike three call. Obviously, that's big because you get the out. But it's like what? in earlier counts where like if you just steal a stri- like you go 2-0, two zero, you go two zero, and then you throw ball three, but you frame it right, bam! Instead of three zero, it's two one now. don't yeah, know. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like doll best like him and Real Muto, top two in the game. That yep. just that alone,
0: dude, it was beautiful. The one it was absolutely beautiful. So, the other ones is uh, Cody Hewer made the team. A lot of people were pumped about him in the pen. I actually feel pretty good about this White Sox uh bullpen. Jimmy Lambert,
1: Jimmy Lambert, that was huge. He's coming back from uh, an injury team. And
0: with, and with those two, that's a big shout out to White Sox scouting department, as James Fox pointed out, and that was a great tweet. Those are two day two guys making the MLB roster. So kudos to the scouting department. I want to make sure we set that out. The other thing that's kind of just bugging me about this, Zach Collins. Over like, your boy. You're mean. I, I thought this was your mean. I thought we were all Mercedes baby. And I mean, if you're going to carry three catchers in this situation, but I guess Collins gives you that lefty bat off the bench because the White Sox don't really have a lot of lefties in this lineup. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I think it was a combination of things. That and, I mean, Zach Collins isn't the best defensive catcher either. Uh, I think he's, he's better back there than Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. I don't,
0: Super utility not- player, you remember Mercedes? He played third <laughs> base, left field, catcher. I don't know.
1: You just want guys to hit fucking bombs, but I mean, I get it. Fine, he's a. You trust him more in a case of like there's an emergency. Yeah, that's true.
0: But and then, I don't want to be all doom and gloom because I still think this lineup just. In part of my French on this, this lineup fucks. Jealous. But the other good, the good part about the roster release for me is they finally, finally just cut bait with Carson Fulmer. (laughs) Uh, And I saw cut cut wolf bait. I saw MLB trade rumors. They just did a a tweet that said White Sox cut former eighth pick eighth overall pick. And I was like, that is a fucked up way to put that. But (laughs) it's uh it's right. I mean no lies detected but as a Sox fan I'm just glad he's not even an option anymore. You know what I mean? Like they can't just go back to that. So
1: They know like it, it wasn't like, oh yeah, no, he's just gonna, he's back in Schaumburg. It's like, nope, we thank you mm-hmm. for throwing in summer camp. Yeah.
0: Bye. Like later, dude. <laughs> Someone's going to be I I don't think he'll touch waivers. I think someone will pick him up. Someone will someone will Maybe? someone will someone will be that high school girlfriend. I can fix him. No,
1: no. You know why? It's the, <laughs> it's like the same thing. It's the same thing with every sport. Oh all girlfriend. you have to say is former first round pick. And it's like, yep. bam, all right. He must have been like good, good sometime. Former. We can See, we can like do something with him. So he always has that tech. He's always gonna get an extra chance just because it's Carson Fulmer, former first round pick.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. Was there any? And again, I, and I want I to ask
1: you. I want to ask I, you about right field.
0: Well, I apologize to anyone that expected me to go like absolutely ape shit about magical. <laughs> again, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I've been tweeting that all day. I think it's bullshit. In some ways, there
1: summary. is potential for you to really get mad. Though he's not up in a week. Hmm. No. 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 We so for, if there's an error. Oh, if there's an error too, I'm flipping <laughs> shit.
0: But. If he's not up here August 1, I'm not going to be very happy. But Uh, then I did see someone whose opinion I respect greatly when it comes to things White Sox. That's Josh Nelson from Sox Machine. mm -hmm. And he put out this – he laid out a scenario in which Nomar comes back, Mazzara comes back and takes his stake in right field. And let's say – Lurie gets off to a hot start at second base.
2: Then you have you no, the, no you pressure the, to pull him up in the first mm-hmm. so. Well no, you do
1: because guys, no, no, just remember, it's not about Lurie. It's about Cheslin. Yeah, it's true. It's Chesley. <laughs>
2: But, but is is like he, like he going to get as much work up in Chicago as he's going to get like in Schaumburg? Is he going to get more what are reps? He's going to doing get... in Schaumburg. They have like I, seriously, dude, players there. I think they're playing like home
0: run derby in Schaumburg. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't know I I what don't know. the hell they're doing down there. Like yeah, I'm, the fucking outfield i fucking I honestly think, I
1: mean it's not like a bad thing. I think they're just doing more instructional work. Like I, I don't think they're right. really playing
2: games. It's no, just, like I've heard of
1: I pitchers get their games in, and then batters get BP and other live instruction from coaches. They're so not saw, doing
2: simulated games or anything? I saw simulated games. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be seeing live pitching on a more regular basis than if he's just sitting and in the
1: there's, dugout.
0: There's actually some decent arms in Schaumburg. Like, Oops. Dane Dunning, like, there's going to be some decent pitchers he's going to – but <laughs> come, don't tell me How mad are you going to
1: be if they're like, hey, oh, you know what? You're good, Nick. You're good, Nick. Stay. Sit down, man. Be,
2: I mean, he shouldn't be with the team if he's not going to play every day. Right. I, I'm sorry. I, I, it sounds terrible. Well, I, he's they, a young pup, but if he's not playing every day, he needs to go get to work in. Get to get work in. Go, go, go. And then when he's ready and he is necessary, I mean, again, he's not going to not be up. We know that. I mean, God, everybody's making the playoffs this year. I think every team, will, I think the Tigers might make the playoffs this year if they keep expanding the shit. I mean, like 37 teams, they're going to call your beer league softball team to join the playoffs here in a second, but they've got
0: spots. I just don't think it is necessary to play the service time games with
2: him. I don't. Yeah. I, but, I think this has more to do with someone else starting over him. It, uh, <laughs> or at least a veteran getting their opportunity first. Just like dude, we talked last week about Eco Horner as Kipnis. You let Kipnis get it to start because blah, blah, blah. He was one of
0: their best hitters in the summer camp. He. And, again, just the defense alone should buy him a ticket. But you want to ask me about right field?
1: So Are you worried mo- at all? Because right now your depth is yeah. Adam Angle and Nicky Delmonico.
0: Fuck it. All right. And I tweeted this out, and I'm going to say it on the show verbatim. Nicky Delmonico seems like a great dude, a guy oh, that I want to go nice. crush thirty rack of bush light with and have just a good old time. Do I want him starting right field for the Chicago White Sox? Fuck no. All right. He had a good year. What was that? Two years ago. He had like a good month.
1: Like I think three years
0: ago. Yeah, he had a good month and everybody was all about the Nikki D train. And he even got a nickname stakes. Everybody was all about it. Cool. And then he just stuck and then he got hurt. And then props to him for picking himself up, working out and making it all the way back. I just don't think he's good. Okay, I think he might be a decent bat to come in and pitch hit if need be. He's not a starting outfielder on a playoff baseball team. And then uh, he hits the, I see all this shit, and then he hits a home run against the Brewers in the last exhibition game. That's and right, people you. are, yeah, people are like, I'm like, dude.
1: That's how shit on. works.
0: That's how shit works.
1: Uh, I was going to say, I mean, I know he, he was injured last year, and he had like that concussion too during spring training, and then he had like the shoulder issue.
0: So another conclusion after the Brewers game when Luis Robert Kelly leaked the shit out of him.
1: <laughs> and he, only played, he only played 21 games last year, but in 2018, he played 88 games, had like 300 plate appearances, and he slashed 215, 296, yes. 73. It wasn't
0: like a sample size where he had like a bad streak. He yeah, had it's an no.
1: extended period of like uh, he got exposed.
0: No. And
1: I mean, he would start on like the
0: Tigers – He'd start on the Royals, he'd start on the Pirates, he'd you know, like he'd start on another rebuilding team. It's just I've said it ad nauseum on the show. The window is open now for the White Sox. This proverbial window that everyone loves to talk about is officially open. And Nikki Delmonico is not a starting outfielder for a playoff baseball team. Prove me wrong, Nikki. Prove me the fuck wrong. I hope you do. And then Adam Eaton puts one on Waveland. In the first game against the Cubs, um, he, Oh wow! Yeah, and he hit it off of Kyle Hendricks. So it's not like he hit it off of that dude Cotton. That I don't know if he's already ice paper or plastic somewhere, but <laughs> um,
1: he's in South Bend. Taking
0: a lift or um,
1: Uber.
0: but I don't know. Like, I guess if I had a pick, like, gun in my head, Adam Engel or Nicky Delmonico, I'm going to take Adam Engel just because of his speed.
1: And he's better at defense. He is a lot better defense. Even like okay, Nikki DeMonaco. Nikki DeMonaco isn't uh, the smoothest outfielder.
0: <laughs> no. I mean, seriously, Luis Robert ran from center field and caught a routine pop up to right field. And, ah. Uh, but, um.
1: It should only be a week, right? Because I mean, Mazara should be. Yeah, they him,
0: I saw a bunch of people say Mazar is going to be. And even when Mazzara's back.
1: You still want Angle over Mazzara? Oh,
0: I just want a oh. different right fielder. Like, <laughs> I have to change.
1: Well, I yeah. mean, there is a guy who's still a free agent. Mm, who's got, got the COVID? League.
0: No, I don't think that's. I don't think that's a real thing. I think as soon as he's cleared, he's he's signing with the Braves. I think the Braves oh. were just like, you know what? We can't sign you because of this. You want to play here? We want you to play here. As soon as you get cleared, just sign it and we'll go to work. I don't think he's.
2: I give think them a number, too.
0: Right. I'd like to give them. I think that's just a stupid fantasy. People need to get over it. We, I think, yeah.
1: We talked about this last week. I brought up how the Rays are doing the two man outfield.
0: You could do that with Luis Robert.
1: Luis Robert and Adam Engel, and then just have five infielders.
0: That covers it. I swear I mean, to God, those can cover it. <laughs>
1: I'm, I mean, I yeah, yeah, sure. like left and center, and then just I, have Engel and right.
0: I'm not even like being facetious. I seriously think those two can cover a major league outfield. It wouldn't be pretty. It would definitely make things harder. But Mazar is an okay defender in right. I definitely feel better with him in right than any of those other three options. I mean, Adam Engel's role on a playoff team again is fourth outfielder, pitch runner, <laughs> defensive replacement. No, I'm serious. Like that's yeah.
1: his that's his role on a playoff. We, team. Yeah, we talked about this back in March. It's like yeah. you know, Adam Engel. He started. So like, three years now for the Sox, but not, not starting caliber.
0: Right. So, that's that's his role on a playoff team. So, But right field in general just does not make me feel good. Even when this team is 100% healthy, I just still just don't feel good about it. We saw Mookie bets. There was that fantasy for Sox fans for about a day that Mookie might sign with the Sox. But Mookie's locked up until I'm in my 40s, almost 50 years old. Like, yeah. Fucking dodgers. Yep, but don't worry, MLB owners don't have any money. No way. Oh, yikes. During uh, these
1: times, Zoe?
0: <laughs> In times like these? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs>
1: <laughs> Got 'em.
0: Um, anything with the Cubs roster that really stuck out to you?
1: Uh so the only thing uh Dylan Maples who if, I mean, he's been up since like 2017, he'll be up like a couple times a year. For any Cubs fans not that familiar with him, it's not like he's stuck in the bullpen for a long time. He's basically a more out of control Carlos Marmel, which Carlos Marmel wasn't the most- no, I, when
0: I hear the words Carlos Marmel, I do not think <laughs> precision accuracy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I remember, I remember I tweeted it out. I tweeted out in the morning when the Cubs announced the rosters. And I'm like, all right, Dylan Maples uh, gets a bullpen spot, and someone's like, all right, new version of Carlos Marmol. It's like I wish, I wish that Dylan Maples threw as many strikes as Carlos Marmol did because this guy, he can get hot. He has a ridiculous strikeout rate, but boy, oh boy, if you go up there and just not swing, you have like a pretty good chance of just getting hit by a pitch or walking. This guy's fucking wild. He's uh he's Ricky Vaughn, before okay. before he got glasses. Great yeah. fucking stuff. Nasty slider, cannot throw a strike to save his
2: life. <laughs> yeah, you got to have low patience with like control guys in this kind of shortened season too. Mm-hmm. So those types of guys are troublemakers.
1: Yeah, and that, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, especially with the with the uh, three batter minimum, there is no way you can bring him in when there's like. Two runners on, and like no outs.
0: Oh, you can't trust him in that situation. You, can't do that. Oh. you,
1: The only position you can trust them in is if there's two outs, and you just need one more out. Like, you need a strikeout. There's a guy in, like, at, at second base.
2: Or you're down seven. Yeah, or, like, or a, a tongue eater. Because, yeah.
1: mm-hmm. like, this guy, if you're like down by one run and you have him in there in a dirty inning, like, in like 10 minutes, you're going to be down by like four. And, like, mm-hmm. the bases are going to be loaded because he just Definitely. walked three guys or something. No, so that was scary, but other than that, the roster. Oh, Daniel Descalso, the Cubs. I wrote about it. The Cubs pretty much said, you know, we're not going to like release you, but please go away. So they put him on the 45 game <laughs> list. That's the best part <laughs> of the whole For roster an right ankle. there. I mean, he fouled off, with, or something was wrong with like his uh his ankle on um
2: a labia injury, I think it was, uh, on Wednesday oh.
1: during the last game. In the last uh, tune-up, game, tune-up game against the Twins, but I mean, man, that w- what a fucking bust for the Cubs' top free agent. of yeah,
2: 2019. A, you're on the 45-day e- IL in a 60-game season. That's a right. you're you're deleted. Um, um, and
1: the only other thing, I'm, they also have a third catcher with former White Sox legend Josh Fugley.
0: Dude, everyone in White Sox during those scrimmage games were like. Yo, he's on the Cubs. Like it was, like, <laughs> no one knew that. And hey, man, there was everybody's got that. There was that one time when he hit that one home run. Oh That's yeah, about as descriptive as I can get.
1: But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he's just—I mean, he's the third catcher. So I—I I don't even know if he's going to stick around after the two weeks when the rosters get cut down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but hey, they have some depth right now, so why not? I mean, they have they have sixteen pitchers, so it's not like they need to make room for a seventeenth pitcher.
2: Nah, I think we're I think we're gonna like what we see with Jeffers too. I think Jeffers is I liked what I saw He struck his, out magical.
1: that's why magical didn't make the <laughs> roster
2: It's his fault, so by the way, blame him double J jes Jeff mm-hmm. was that old reference double J Jeff Jarrett, so he's double yeah, j Double F, double s but he uh he looked good. I think that you've got someone what was it is it Underwood that came from the blue Jays was it underwood? uh Tapera, but he He came from the blue so Tapera didn't make it he didn't make it but that's
1: because they said that he was like a little late getting there
2: so he's just like a a, a,
1: he's gonna be in the bullpen theo said like he's gonna pitch beginnings for us so
0: and then i don't want to dwell on it because they were exhibition games but are you concerned after watching the cubs performance in those exhibition games no okay
2: Kevin? Um, kevin uh, there are some, there were some things that I didn't like seeing, Such but a... uh, well, the pitch selection from Javi Baez was as about as dog shit. I mean, you could pretty much throw his pitch selection and a bag of manure out into the field, and it would basically be the same. He was swinging at pitches all over the place. I didn't like that. But if he wakes, up, I thought actually, I thought the second game of the White Sox, uh, the two White Sox games, I thought that he actually mailed it in in game two. I thought that he wasn't even. Uh, it I was like he really didn't want to be. That was, uh, and I was a little frustrated with that, but I I think that the biggest concern I think I have is the, you know, the couple base running mistakes They were still Mm -hmm. there. You know, these are things that can't happen. Like you can't, I don't give a shit if it's the, it's still the middle of the summer. Dear God, figure it out. Like it's not, some of those mistakes are stupid mistakes. And I thought again, Javi clanked the ball. So what White Sox fans went crazy because Tim Anderson, blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Okay. All right. It wasn't a slow roller to the, in front of him. So Tim Anderson didn't get tested at all with where he's terrible. And then, So fucking what? And you know, I, I, just again. But the thing that I didn't like the most, <laughs> the thing I didn't like most though, is is just it just it did it, it it was nothing to not like. It just it felt like they were these are old veteran. Again, they're more they seem more veteran. At least they they really don't give a shit about these preseason games. They're just ready to get to go. And I think that baseball is not a light switch. I don't think you can play the game like a light switch. And that's where my concern is: is that these guys are walking in thinking that they can just flip the light switch immediately when the real season starts, and somehow they're going to gain some traction. It doesn't work that way with anybody. I don't care if you're Michael Jordan, all the way down to the least athletic person in the world. It's not a light switch. You can't just roll the ball out there and just go. And I didn't like the mental focus. I didn't like how they seemed to have. You know, I thought Rizzo was having fun, but that's Rizzo. He's great. But I, mm-hmm. I thought that everybody was really there. I thought KB hit a couple balls hard, ended up some good good shifts. I thought that that. um Schwarber, the first game, he looked a little shitty, but I think that Schwarber kind of figured it out. And obviously um, seeing Rizzo back was a big part of it. That's that's a huge, you know, getting him in the dugout as a whole makes a difference. Of course, he comes in, Chris goes out with a back injury or whatever, but I think they were just taking consideration with Chris and just not trying to push things. But I just didn't like the idea that it, it seems like they do think they can flip the light switch. And for a team that last year got exposed and admitted openly that they were not preparing themselves every game, that they weren't even loosening up before games and not taking it serious, not a good this, look. This shit should not happen now. At this point, you better be a damn soldier when you roll in how after you already admitted to not showing up last year. There's no, hey, I'll turn out Hey, you do that again this offseason, go fuck yourself, go away. That's <laughs> how I feel. That's exactly how I feel about it. If Javi says that, if Javi does this again and then admits at the end of the season, well, I didn't really take it serious, you can go fuck yourself, Javi. I know he won't. But right. if someone does pull that shit, that's a problem. And I feel like the, sometimes I think veterans tend to, while they're usually they know what to expect, They also tend to think that that light switch can turn on. And you can turn that light switch on in 162 games. You can't in 60. So you better roll in there like gangbusters opening day or you're going to be down three to the Brewers before you even walk out of the gate.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Like I said, I told you guys when we were watching the second game, I was like, the Cubs look like they give zero shits about this game. Like, I don't know. My whole thing about these exhibition games were, as a White Sox fan, they were really fun to watch. Because the lineup delivered. It was whatever. And we'll see what happens today when it all comes together. As the White the, Sox, yeah.
1: the only thing I thought about was right before uh, baseball and, like, everything got shut down in March, the Cubs were, like, 16 runs against the Giants, like, a couple of days before everything got shut down. Right. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, does that mean that they're going to, like, have the best fucking offense when the season started? No. <laughs> Uh, I, there's just like another spring training game. Like, all right. Dallas Keuchel was really fucking good. Got a whole bunch of ground balls. It's like, all right. made Ross
0: Detweiler look good.
1: Ross Detweiler is fucking, hey man, why isn't he your opening day starter? (laughs) Um, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I do get to the point where Kevin's like, you can't just like, uh, like flip that switch and especially coming from a team where we heard for like three straight months that uh, you know, they're going to be um, what's the fucking word. Uh, Like they weren't going to be complacent and you know, they're going to be accountable. So yeah, kind of like can't just like look like shit, even if it is a practice game. Uh, But like, I mean, are the Cubs just going to, are the Cubs going to be bad because they got one hit off Dallas Keuchel, no. I mean, the Cubs' offense has been sporadic for the past two seasons. That's right. kind of the offense that they have. Now, uh, again, we can shit on them because they said, no, it's going to be different this year.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But yet again, this year is totally diff- different. Like, who knows? Just- <laughs> like, the right. reason the reason that these pitching staffs have 11 relievers the first couple weeks, you're only get like, Lucas Giolito, Dallas Keuchel, Kyle Hendricks, and Yu Darvish. Those right. are the only guys out of, like, 10 starting pitchers for the Cubs and Sox that I expect to go at least five innings. Like, these games are gonna, like, who knows how these games, these games are going to be weird as hell. I think Sox – hey, man. Yeah. Ride that energy.
2: That's what it is.
1: Ride that – or the Cubs, like, I don't know. There's –
2: yeah, the Sox I, are... I'm not
1: going to panic because the Cubs look like shit in like three Old games.
2: dog versus young pups. Like, I mean, White Sox aren't totally young, but it, it feels like old dog versus young pups. Like the Cubs are at the back half of the window where the White Sox are the opening portion of the window. It's it's exciting for White Sox fans. Cubs are like, it's business as usual. It's kind of like the Braves in the 90s to me a lot, which is terrible because it's not been a decade of success for the Cubs. The Braves right. made the playoffs every year. And I remember when the Cubs beat them, in, I think, '03. 3 I think they had like three quarters attendance at the because it was the first round of the playoffs right. or whatever They had nobody there they took it for granted and I, cubs fans if you're taking this shit for granted you have a big mistake it's a big mistake you have a, another thing coming to you if you take this for granted it's not like that and so i think i hope the cubs don't as players but th- you know fans as a whole too want to see this and obviously this year you're, you're going to see cardboard cutouts everywhere but really but right. i think that the idea that you know you take you take this kind of stretch for granted it's it's exciting for white Sox fans because you're about to begin what's going to be a quality stress but a stretch but with the cubs it's is this the end of the stretch or can they actually keep this thing out can they can they grow so it out, out even more
1: things Before, are going to change once uh just one of those things that yeah. things are going to change once like the games start you know you things count and you get into the flow of wanting to see your team win being mad when they lose, being happy when they do great things, pissed off when they play like shit. But I think right now there's still there are a, like decent chunk of fans, especially after the expanded playoffs, when now it's like eight teams per league, where fans are like, "All right, I mean, this twenty twenty season is kind of just whatever." I, I think you're getting. I think you're going to get some of that from fans too.
0: Mm-hmm. especially no, things like sour
1: sure. from the weekend. It's just going to be like, well, I mean, this season's fucking – Everything's weird, <laughs> dude.
0: Everything's weird, and that's actually a good segue right there into the, the playoff expansion. But as you know, we, we're live right now. You can watch us. We always tweet out the link while we're live if you want to watch us on Thursday nights. But the Yankees and Nationals are playing the ball uh, as we are recording this. And I'll just tell you guys this right now, if you were wondering at home, Angel Hernandez is in midseason douche form. <laughs> Holy smokes, this is the worst strike zone. I, I saw he just someone, kicked a cardboard
2: cutout out of the game. I don't even know if that's how.
0: I saw someone tweet out, "I'm happy to see Angel Hernandez is practicing social distancing with his strike zone because <laughs> I'm." This is the most ridiculous thing. Oh, that's a boy, Aaron Judge. Keep getting those RBIs, baby. Papa is gonna win funny baby. Um, so yeah, sorry. I just had to get that out there because Angel Hernandez is garbage. Um, Kevin, real quick, Uh-oh.
2: give me like a thirty-second
0: review of ha, ha Hot Sauce.
2: All right, so I'm gonna cake it on, so we know it's, it's legit. All right, this is well, it's uh, Yates, right? Yates Comedy yeah. at Yates Comedy. Uh, this is the Haha ha Hot Sauce. All right, so I bought last week. We talked about it. I got a little guilted um, on Twitter after I posted a nice post about it, and he's like, "Go, oh, did you order?" I'm like, oh, "Shit!" So I ordered. Yes. He got them here by Monday, so they've been sitting on my counter. I'm ready to go. So here it is. It is, uh, and oh, let me read the ingredients, so you know that I'm not just like some little bitch. Um, orange, pear, apple, cider vinegar, onion, olive oil, sea salt, tomatoes, and the main ingredients is a Carolina Reaper pepper. If you don't know anything about a Carolina Reaper pepper, it's one of it's the hottest out. peppers. It's um, it's a hollow. A, a so here we go. Let's rock it. I got it on my lips too, which is a great idea.
0: Yeah, it's always smart. Take a shot, a shot at home it.
2: run by the Yankees. No, oh, that's a I'm replay. Just no, it's a don't, replay.
0: Don't, don't, don't distract from the heat in your mouth right now.
2: Oh, I'm gonna probably have to. But I'm gonna take another bite. Put bit. more
1: on, Kevin. There you
2: go. Just doused yeah. it in the sauce. Yeah,
0: none of that one bite shit. You
2: hear that sound? Yep. Hopefully I had to leave a hot little hot piece hot. dry so I could grab it.
1: Put it up. Put it up to the camera. Let's see how much you put on. Yeah.
2: Put
0: it up to the camera. Let's see. Oh, that thing's dripping. Oh,
1: all it's right. dripping, folks. For those you look, Kevin, look, here's the money
0: bite. bite. Take the take a bite. Oh, he took it all down, there folks. You go. Oh, what a champ! You're gonna make all some right. guy happy someday. Oh, <laughs> 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 big bite! That was a gigantic
1: chicken. Gigantic. Thing. Shout out raising cans. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. If you want Hangover. Swap, we'll
1: take it, it feel free to send in number.
2: Oh, <laughs> It's actually really good. Um,
1: so what we got on
2: was heat? It, Where we had heat one through. Time. I'd say heat wise, one. I'd say I'd give it eight. Oh shit. Maybe like wow. a seven and a half. But I don't know. I again, I get my I get my Thai food ten. So, but okay. the, I really like the orange and pear. The orange pear taste to it actually makes it like a really good uh like an actual sauce sauce like a something you could put on a burrito. I mean, okay. It's got a good, like, it's got a little sweet. It's the sweet, and then the heat comes, so it's good. Um, and it's, it's consistent, too. So I'm still, it still burns. Okay. But it's perfect. So, it's. Um, I would say it's actually a very good hot sauce for those of you that enjoy pretty good. I mean, it's not, it's not like insanity sauce, where, I mean, like, it literally gets on your tonsils, and you're fucked. I'm
0: not even going to try to be a tough guy. I don't fucks with that. But need, yeah.
2: <laughs> It's actually really dis- – it's, I, I, it's, I'm, I'm happy they're a sponsor. It's, I'm, it's a good purchase. I'm actually going to buy some more probably for my buddy At H. H- um,
0: give him a follow on Twitter. or some haha hot sauce. It pass the on-show live test. Um, so let's real quick, before we get into over let's talk playoffs. Because, like I said, Major League Baseball basically right before the season is about to start – Major League Baseball just said, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And they expanded the playoffs. So it's what, the three division winners?
1: And I got confused. How, so how basically, so each team or each league gets eight playoff teams.
0: Okay, so the three if, division winners and five other teams.
1: Well, see, here's the thing. No, no, no. It's the, for each division, automatically top two, you get in. Oh, first and so, I So it's like you have two division winners, and then for each division, and then two more wildcard teams. And then what's the deal with picking who you play? So there's a thing where I don't know if that's official yet. Buster only tweeted that out early on Thursday, where basically the one, two, and three seeds get to pick who they play in the first round.
0: Now, see, I thought at first I was like, that's horrible. But then. After talking to you and Kevin about it, it is going to be awesome because that's going to build even more intense rivalries. It's going to be fantastic shit-talking. If, like, let's say the White Sox win the Central and they're like, oh, yeah, give me them. They fucking suck. We want to play them in the first round. That's awesome. That's good material right there. And also the first round is now going to be best of three. Best of three. Makes it even more intense. And now I've seen some people make the argument, which is – there's truth behind it that this takes away from the impact on the regular season games, letting all these guys in. It doesn't make these regular season games as important, but counterpoint is now more teams think they got a shot at making the playoffs. So the trade deadline is going to be lit.
2: Maybe, I guess. I, you open up some, mess, I mean, you want not talk about bold and poor material. Yeah. Go, you go suck. Back. We're going to beat you. We choose you. You're the worst.
0: That's the picking teams. I'm talking about now more teams. I mean, you're going to have to completely strategize differently because more teams now think they got a shot at this. It's true. And right. so uh, they said
2: MLB Network today actually did a thing where they had like who would make it like last year based on this setup or whatever. I want to say it was the Rangers were the eight. And they were like eight games under 500 or seven games under 500 last year. So technically, under this system, a, a team that doesn't even have a 500 record might potentially make the postseason, which would be a probably a first in major league history.
0: My favorite uncle, Beefloaf, he tweeted out a very harsh truth that I think, if not to the White Sox, it's going to happen to someone. Where if the White Sox won the Central, and then let's say the Angels or the Rangers are the A team, and the, the White Sox are like. Give me the Rangers. And then they lose the first two games to the Rangers. You know, it's it's because you know that's bold, like you said, it's bulletin board material. And it's you know what's gonna be
1: funny? We're talking about like the bulletin board material. It's gonna be funny to see teams just try to avoid the bulletin board material, even though deep down they're like, you know, like this is like the crappiest team. Of course, want to play the twenty-eight and thirty-two. Whoever.
2: Right. <laughs> choose, they're gonna choose like Canadians. i be like, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. Be,
1: like, I just want to hear those statements after they if they if this is a thing where they have to pick and they're like, Well, I mean, you know, there's a team and uh, we just picked them. Picked them out of a hat. It was random. Right.
0: Oh, there's gonna be a lot of politics in, there's gonna be a lot of his timing was off, there's gonna be a lot of all that bullshit. But
1: no, you know what's going to be the line? I already know it. You know, we just felt that we matched up uh, better against them. That's two at three,
0: although <laughs> <laughs> two at three. <deal. laughs> but it's baseball. It's 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 sports in general, man. Anything can happen. That's why we play the games. So if a one seed picks an eight seed and it's a best of three, that's not a cakewalk because you're going to get their two best starters out of the gate. and Pretty much every team, minus like the Tigers and a couple other teams, have two pretty decent starters on their team. Mm-hmm.
1: It's and, that, and that's the thing; it, it doesn't matter, especially in base in a short series. And we've seen it in wild card uh, situations, like the wild card games. If you just have like your ace there or your top two guys, you even things out a lot more. Doesn't right. matter how bad the rest of your roster is because. You can just have your guy go out there, shut out the other team, and you win two nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't have to be great that night. You, you're one guy just has to be great.
0: And for the record, Kevin just held up the ha-ha hot sauce bottle. He literally put half a bottle on that chicken finger. <laughs> so he was not that's why the runny nose is going right now. <laughs> oh that's yeah, we heard that. Right there. I I'm don't still know. eating. I think. Oh wow, Garrett Cole. Um that's a dirty curveball. Uh, I think, you know what? With everything that's happened this year, the way the season's being played, seriously, fuck it. Let's see if it, how it goes. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, it's crazy people are already complaining. Oh, this year's gonna have an asterisk. I don't give a shit. They can let every team in the playoffs. If the White Sox win the World Series, I'm going bad shit crazy. I don't care what the what's the scenario. What's the whatever it still all doesn't make a difference to me. And I get, like most things, I'm a pretty reasonable guy. I like to see both sides of the arguments in all things in life. And I get the people, the baseball traditionalists, people that think that this is going to devalue things. But I, after reading that theory, I think, again, that was James Fox. I think this is going to make the trading deadline fucking awesome because so many teams are going to be like, we could be that 18. team. So... I'm going to go out and try to get that. you know what I mean so and it's also going to be if you're a team that you have no shot at being that A team <laughs> tigers you're going to be more than willing to be like well I want that first pick you know I'm going to put Casey Mize up on the block you know what I mean like
1: there there is a scenario where I see where because you you may have more teams that go for it that compared to before like let's say a team was like 500 come like a week before the trade deadline Nick like, normally in that situation they'd be like uh you know what like there's like there's no point to go for it right I don't know and they, and they and, but no but in that case like what if it's like a team who's just trying and somebody I think it was also James I've made me think who brought up like it could be a seller's market in that case Right, where like you can have expiring contracts where like teams are just trying to like shed payroll and like all right, we'll take a couple prospects. In this case, if you have teams who think they can make a run for it, mm-hmm. maybe they don't want to sell off like that one veteran who's like making still like four million dollars in this shortened season. We
0: homework. We need to see who has expiring contracts on shitty teams that would be a good rental. Mm-hmm. That's something
2: we need to look into. Well, here's my question to you, Aldo. Oh, yeah, good. is do you okay. think that like again? Because obviously it has to come up because Kaplan's going <laughs> to rub it raw, and Morosi today threw the threw threw the hammer out there by literally insinuating that he's going to create a rumor mill about Chris Bryant trades. Do you think that again? Because what he said was, I think he said, um, if the Cubs start slowly, I'm going to start cranking my trade rumor mill and say Chris Bryant and the Padres will be a good fit you're not going to win now, you have to start thinking about the future. Well, when you have this many teams making the playoffs, how much does that affect that idea of the Cubs possibly? Like, are the Cubs going to be like, ah, we're really not that good, but we're going to make the playoffs, so let's trade Chris Bryant anyway, or let's trade Blakey Blake.
0: In this Is scenario, that going to happen in this, in this scenario? In this scenario, if the Cubs don't think they're going to be one of those eight teams, <laughs> they might as well fucking blow it up.
1: No, see, here's the thing, because no matter what, the best case for the Cubs' future is to re-sign Chris Bryant to a long-term extension. So so I still can't get behind that. And at the same time, going back to, like, caring or not caring or wondering what this season is, that, like, I'm hesitant to say, like, oh, yeah, like, who cares if the Cubs are good or bad this year? Obviously, you want them to be good, and you especially don't want them to get bad, because then what if they are like, well, shit, this roster is a fucking dud. Let's start to— and it's not, and it's not even like during this trade deadline. It's just like the off season. Yeah. What if they're like, hey, we're, Tom Rick is like, hey guys, we lost a hundred million dollars. Wink, wink. Uh, shut some more payroll. We can't spend any anybody. Trade Chris Bryant. Uh, we're not going to extend anyone. So I don't want that to happen. <laughs> right. No. I think different. more. I think more so. It's a case of the off season because I I just don't see any like star player moving. Like, what is a team like, – how do you know that a young prospect is good right now with no minor league season? You can't really scout – guy. like, you're going off one-year reports?
0: Right. What are they going to do? You can't like, see their
2: progress. Like, yeah. Are they going to
0: Andrew Vaughn's progression off a simulated game in Schaumburg? Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> I get what you're saying 100%. And, uh, some more news with the playoffs. Um, with the new format, higher seeds are – They get all three games as home games in the first round. In The first round. That's a that's a pretty solid advantage. But I mean, it's not like you get. What do you got? Home crowd advantage. (laughs) Right. Your your cardboard cutout's going to be louder than the other guys. We have the best um, DJ
2: in the booth, and I know you crowd noise.
0: Like dimensions and the bumps and all that. Another factor, though.
2: COVID. Oh, oh, I stand corrected, guys. Sorry, my my apologies. It's the Carolina Reaper, not the Naga Viper. I apologize. Carolina Reaper. I don't know why I said Naga Viper.
1: With COVID, Sorry. you limit your travel. What if, like, first round of playoffs, it's White Sox, uh, I don't know, Rangers, and the Rangers have to travel, and on that flight, Joey Gallo gets tests positive. He's out. <laughs> so there you go, home home field advantage. You don't have to travel for that one round. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I like I like that idea. They're just trying to get the most money, which I mean, great. because right. The players should. By the way, the players got everything they wanted, bait pretty much that the em that the owners uh, denied in that final, in that final uh, offer from the players. And so, fuck the owners again for not wanting to play more right. games.
0: Let's get into the overunders. But before we get into the overunders, uh, we're going to take a quick break here for a word from anchor. All right. So, we do this all the time now. Um, This is our, what, third season we're going into? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, We're going to do some over-unders going into the season. Uh, We tweeted out a couple of the polls to see uh, fans' response from them, but um, we're going to do it here. That way it's recorded and people can make fun of us. Uh, And it's a 60-game season, so it'll be easier to come back to find. But – Hopefully we all don't take chalk. Uh, Kevin's all hyped up on haha, So maybe he'll make some, uh, you know, weird responses. But Aldo, as always, be the grandmaster here.
1: Lay it on us. Here we go. So we just go win totals first? Yep. Oh, by the way, I saw, okay. So the White Sox are at 31 and a half. I saw this tweet earlier in the day on Thursday that there is some sports book or I think it's casino. I think it was whatever it was. Every bet on the Sox win total was over 31 and a half, which I am not a good gambler.
0: <laughs> I don't think any of us are. We wouldn't be doing this right. show. If we were.
1: <laughs> because my first instinct when I saw the number two was like, oh, that's an easy over. That offense is going to fucking smash. But what do what people always say? You got to like – uh, bet against the public. Yeah. Uh, the Like a lot of money is going on the socks over. So, I mean, you have to go under, right?
0: Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> the public, like when you bet, when I bet football games, I watch the line all week and you could see where the public money goes. And then like an hour before kickoff, I just still, so well, house money comes in like the smart educated gamblers. And then you'll see the line move. And then I try to go with them, but obviously I <laughs> two bedroom house, but, yeah. So I'm actually with the public on this one. I'm going to take over. I think White Sox pitching, especially, is going to outperform expectations. I'm a still big believer. I really think Ray Lopez has a good season. I think Dylan Cease has his, like, I've arrived season.
1: Dylan C is completely under the radar in summer. Yeah.
0: Um, like I mentioned earlier, and I'll probably say it again a hundred times during this season this lineup fucks. So I think it's going to mash the ball. I will be betting a lot of White Sox overs during the season. You do
1: that, sure. This lineup fucks.
0: I. That's not a bad idea, um, but yeah, I'm taking the over on win total. Sorry, I don't. We should make these not long-winded answers.
2: Over <laughs> Go for the White three Sox. Three for three. Over. Uh, over. All right. But I'm 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 thinking around thirty, thirty to thirty-two.
0: What's half.
2: So uh, oh that's right, you guys are 31.5. So I'd say th- I'd say 32 to 34, I think would be my guess. So it's around I'm, I'm hovering. Right
1: I'm right there with you. And now the Cubs,
2: 32 and a half. Under. 62. What? Oh, sorry. Never mind. I was thinking of something else, the secret of life. Um, yeah, I, I think the Cubs are gonna go about 34 to 36 as well. I think I think that's pretty good. It really I'm depends like, on the bullpen.
1: I'm actually gonna take the under for the Cubs. I can like I think I mean we talked about it before too. I think I can go under on that and like the Cubs can still win the division. Yeah. <laughs> At least make the
0: playoffs in this new format, yeah, yeah, cool. right?
1: I was gonna say before they expanded the playoffs on Thursday, I was gonna say like the Cubs could end up with less wins, but than the White Sox, but they can make the playoffs and the White Sox wouldn't. But I mean, under the new expansion, everyone's gonna fucking make it. Yep. Uh, yeah, Cubs, it's like I, I'm gonna go over, but it, I'm not 100 percent sure.
0: I'm taking the under, and it's mainly for lineup depth. Injuries and bullpen. So I'm taking the under.
1: Oh, yeah. Just, oh, my God. Craig Kimbrell makes me not.
0: The most Craig Kimbrell, with his beard cut like mine, short, he looked <laughs> like a combination of Scott Weiland and, like, I don't know. He just looks weird, dude. All
1: right, and here we go. And the, I was looking at the Cubs player over under numbers, and this is one of the two that, like, if I could bet a whole bunch of money, I would, but I'm not because I'm not that ballsy. Craig Kimbrell saves over under 14 and a half. I would say under. <laughs> under. <laughs> under. You know, the other thing with that is, like, the first, again, like the first two weeks, month, What? who knows how long it is going to be, the Cubs have already said they're not going to use Craig Kimbrell or, like, some of their other relievers on back-to-back games. So, I mean, that cuts down save opportunities right off the bat. It's called Schomburg. All right, that was random. Going into that, keep going. <laughs> over
2: under fourteen and a half saves. Under. Absolutely. I don't think. I don't even. I'm not entirely sure Kimble's going to end up as the closer by the time the season's over okay. if he keeps throwing like he
1: has.
0: My reasoning exactly, Kevin. I All right. I think that the
2: way uh, Jeff looked has been.
1: I think this is a good number for Cullumay saves ten and a half. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good number because even though no, I think is. the Sox are going to win a lot of games, I think they're going to blow a lot of teams out.
0: That's what I was just going to say. So I'm actually going to say under because I don't even think he's going to get that many save opportunities. Right.
2: Kevin, I'd say over. Over, all right. I don't. I don't. I actually don't think. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think. I think it's going to be tighter than you think. I think when you get into the when you start getting everybody's top guys, I don't think that the White Sox are going to be as explosive as one might assume based on just some of these early returns so i think that but i still think that he's going to get him i think he's going to get plenty of opportunities in two three run games three run games are just as big a saves also, as one run games.
0: also i'd like to point out with the new closing rules the relief pitching rules i think aaron bummer is going to get some saves oh, like yeah. if he's going into a ninth inning where it's lefty lefty to start the inning i think bummer is going to go in and get that save all
1: right, let's go. It's
0: also from MLB The Show because he was my closer for my World <laughs> Series run. So go, well, Aaron. Let's,
1: let's go with some home runs over under. So out of both teams, Eloy has the highest over under for home runs at 13 and a half. Over. Evan? <sighs> over. Oh, man. I mean, Eloy, was, Eloy had like 31 last year and was hurt All like three different times. So, highest of- player in baseball in September. So I'm gonna go over with Eloy. Just
0: uh, a grand slam off you, Darvish. I don't know if you guys
1: saw that. That was a pretty good hit.
2: Where, I don't know what you're talking about, Zo. Kyle was,
1: Kyle Schrober has the highest uh, over under on the Cubs for home runs at 12 and a half. He also had a great not only September but also August and July. Literally.
0: Yeah, he's he's swinging the ball pretty well. Um, I you know what? I'm just let's just go over because it's juiced ass baseballs.
1: I'm vet, and there's a DH now. So he, even if he's not yep. concerning and left, he's going to be the DH. A
0: lot of juicy balls, and he's DH.
1: We are not going to use that out of context. I'm- no, no. <laughs> <miss him. laughs>
2: <Never. laughs> so I'll go over. I'm a little sexual on the show tonight. <laughs> I'm going to go over. I think. I think. I think Schwarber is one of those guys. I. I mean, he he actually got better over the course of the three game exhibition games against opponents, like actual opponents. He looked terrible in the first game and then he looked like he was getting much better swings in game two against the Sox and then against the twins. So okay. I think he's, I think he can do it. I think he's one of those guys that could hit a couple. He could have a good week and hit six homers.
1: And even so, when he's been like bad, uh, you know, like hitting wise, you know, average wise, he's always had the power swing. So even if he struggles, he can like hit two home runs in a couple games and contribute that way. Luis Robert <laughs> home runs nine and a half over under
0: I'm probably gonna get torched for this but under
2: Kevin do you think he struggles early under I think he's gonna have I think he's gonna hit like seven or eight maybe
0: I don't think he struggles I just don't think he hits home I think he's gonna see a lot of doubles a lot of base hits but when it comes to the mm-hmm. long ball I mean god damn is his swing so effortless where we'll predict
2: one inside the park home run though
0: oh ooh, that's ballsy. That's I'm gonna go under though I'll go under for that
1: Oh man, I just want, like want to go over and all these numbers, but
0: I still think he wins rookie of the year.
2: It's, it's just hard though for like a rookie like that to go out and have power numbers. It right. really is difficult. Because you, you're you're seeing something that's completely different on those wrists and those small fibers that when you're trying to drive a baseball, he's just trying to survive. And so what I think, I, yeah, as great, great as part. he is,
1: I think there's still going to be a period of time. Who knows how long it lasts? But I think there will be a short stretch where he struggles. I don't know if it's going to be like oh. can't get a hit struggles, but it's like. Eloy so, went through it last year, Munkat, like rookies go through that struggle.
0: So we saw it in his first at-bat against Kyle Hendricks. Three pitches, absolutely buckled. Twitter erupted. Oh, kids got so much to learn. And then he went two for two in his next two at-bats. But still, we saw – I mean, he's not a created player on MLB The Show. You know what I mean? The kid's still going to have to learn. The kid's still – it still seems like Slider's loan away – kind of like Eloy last year, are going to give him a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Hendricks completely fucking buckled him. I mean, there's still going to be somewhat of a learning curve. And to be honest with you, I don't want him going up there trying to hit home runs. I want him learning, getting the best approach he can at the plate and driving ball into the opposite gap. With his speed, him being on base, that's a fucking problem. That's oh, okay. a huge problem for the other team. So that's I want, behind the – What? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I want <laughs> – I'll take that one. I want base hits and doubles from him. If he goes up to the plate with that mindset, I think he's going to have a fantastic. I I would put money on him being rookie
2: of the year. I know he has terrible odds, but I would. Take no,
1: him. he's the favorite. Well,
2: that's what yeah, I'm saying. Is,
1: terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah. To, terrible value. Yeah.
2: So you made a really good point too. Is that you can't simulate this, and so he's got to take his lumps. It has right. to be expected. If he doesn't take his lumps. You're seeing something that's extraordinary in any time. Mike Trout took his lumps, for God's sakes. Everybody takes lumps. Now his lumps were smaller; they're more like pimples, maybe even like a blister. But all the all you have to take your lumps. You're going to go like you want to go three steps forward, one step back, three steps forwards. So you want him to learn, but not blow up, and then you want him to continue to make that progress. And I think guys like him have the ability to kind of survive already and keep their head above water. But you have to expect it, and that's why, like like Aldo said, he might have like a a bad week. But a bad week in a sixty-game season, you're off. You're not gonna. And you're already behind on your pace to hit. You know, Real quick, nine.
0: really, really quick. Because I don't want to get off topic here. But for the love of God, stop comparing Luis Robert to Mike Trout. I've seen Willie Mays. Stop that. I've Mookie, seen Mookie, just stop. Just let him be Luis Robert. <laughs> he's gonna be good. That's cool. But don't put that on this kid. And I know one of them was Aloy. Aloy's the one that said he's gonna be the next Mike Trout. Like. I get it. Aloy's a big goofball and he's happy. He's just messing around. He thinks he's supporting, but like, you can't put that on this kid, man. The media took that quote and ran with it. Like you got to chill, bro. So anyway, sorry, go with the over-unders and stop comparing him to Willie fucking Mays. Too late.
1: If he's not Mike Trout, he's a bum. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So back to the Cubs, Wilson Contreras, also his over-under nine and a half home runs. I tweeted this out on Wednesday, smash the over.
2: Well, he's swinging it. My goodness.
1: Oh. Uh-oh. It's okay. You can get say under.
0: No, I'm going to go over. Oh, okay.
1: I, I Like just like on these hot streaks where you yeah. just, like just hit six in a week.
0: Exactly. And I like his swing. It uh, looked really good. He hit a – who hit a bomb against Minnesota, right?
2: I hit two.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, wow. he two against Minnesota. And, again, he, he's 100% the definition of a streaky player. And if he's starting the season hot – I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going over it with
2: him. Here's the kicker I thought was really interesting. Of the odds, the book odds, Javi obviously had the highest – or the best odds of, of winning the MVP, blah, blah, blah. Chris was second. Rizzo th- – Wilson wasn't even on that – he was like – well, he was, but he was I think he was below even Swarber. And I, and I think about this, and the guy's swinging it really well. He's been seeing the ball all camp. Whatever he's been doing, he shouldn't change. Like you said, Zoe, hot, streaky guys. You have a Sammy Sosa June in August – that's 20 home runs right there. It can be done. Now Is he going to hit 20 home runs? No. But I think that if Contreras keeps doing what he's doing, I think that this pace, this kind of thing, we shouldn't be shocked if he plays like this, like this, if people start mentioning him in the conversation for MVP. We haven't played a game yet. But, but what we've seen so far, he is in, he's ready to go. Well, I'll tell you he's right ready now, to go right now. Matters.
0: Everything out, matters. Out of the gate, Aaron Judge is your front runner for MVP. But keep, keep going, Aldo.
1: Oh, no, and here's the thing. On the MVP talk with Contreras was, like, kind of getting in the conversation in 2017. He was carrying the Cubs offense before he got hurt. Uh, So back to the Sox, let's go with Yo-Yo. Over, under, his is a little lower, 8.5 for home runs.
0: I take the over on that. I think it was set low because of the COVID and all that other stuff. But he's his swing is just so pure and so sweet and he's on top of his game. Um yeah, I'm gonna take the over on that. I think ten is a good number for him.
2: I think it's kind of Seven. middle. Agree. Um I'm kinda like I'm I'm almost say push. What was the number again? It was ten. Eight. eight and a half. Eight. Oh, eight and a half. So we go half they gave halfsies, okay. Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll go over. I think maybe nine or ten. I'll
1: go under. I think there will be a time where Yo-yo has that hamstring tightens up again and he misses some games. He is very sensitive. Uh, so let's go back to the Cubs. Third base, Chris Bryant. Home runs over under 11.5.
2: Under. Kevin. 60 bats, or 60 games. So he'll probably play about 54, 55 of them. Remember, leading off this year, so he gets that extra bet every game. Yep, he's gonna get a little bit more looks. He's gonna have somebody behind him. Obviously, he's still protected, but he's not gonna have to deal with coming up there with two outs and nobody, you know, nobody on either. Unless, of course, you know, the eight nine don't get it done. Eleven and a half seems I don't know. Uh, that's hard. I I feel like he's gonna hit like ten or eleven. Um, you know, obviously I gotta believe in my boy. So we're gonna we're gonna go over, but it's gonna be barely over. It might be twelve. Like. I'm gonna say under, but I don't even think with Chris
1: Bryant that's a bad thing. Like mm-hmm. Chris Bryant doesn't need to hit; he doesn't need to be like a 40 home run hitter in a regular season to be valuable. Because
2: how many doubles? How many
1: walks? Right, to get on base, and that's that's his job now as a leadoff hitter. So I'm gonna go under, but like not. Oh, what a disastrous season with Chris Bryant. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, also at nine and a half.
0: Damn, these are good, man. Right? There t- I mean, teams yeah. like
1: these guys know what they're doing.
0: That's so weird. <laughs> like they don't want people to make money. Um,
2: you know, if, if if Zoe and Aldo bet the over, they probably will shift the number down a half a point, and then I'll take the over after you guys you know, move the line a little bit with your bets.
0: I was going to take the over either way. I think he's swinging a good bet. Uh, he put a couple out during summer camp. Um he looks like he's on his shit. God, the Sox lineup is just so stacked. All right, I'm yeah, gonna. Go. I can gonna like
1: see like over for all the Sox. Don't right,
0: me. I'm gonna go over. Everyone's protected too. You can't pitch around anyone. There's no lull. There. This is the first time in ten years the White Sox after the first four batters, you can't just get up and go take a piss, <laughs> go out and have a smoke, because you actually want to see like everyone in this lineup.
1: You know what I mean? It's. I mean the way it's constructed, like after you're four, it's still like Grandal uh eloy and then robert <laughs> it's, yeah, it's you guys are stacked i'm just it, it, yeah it's i'm gonna go under though and say nine
2: He goes nine i say under two he's done there i mean he hit 24 home runs last year with the dodgers obviously yeah. in 140 games he's hit 28 i think with the brewers in in 2019 so mm-hmm. with the brewers last year sorry, hit 28 last year at 20 uh in 2018 hit 24 with the dodgers i don't think that he's gonna i, yeah, I don't I think he's gonna I mean, be consistent to be a back control guy he's going to move runners over he's going to he's going to drive in runs i don't think that his job is to hit long ball so i don't think he's gonna
0: yeah no you've convinced me i'm i'm changing my bet to under because i'm on the same page he's not here to hit home runs he's here to get on base he's here to bring down that horrible walk rate that lineup has (laughs) um he yeah no he's he's a patient hitter he's got one of the best eyes in baseball um i'm gonna go under
1: um, i thought this one was low but at the same time he is also very streaky have your home runs 10 and a half
0: i would take over on that because he can I have, yeah he can easily have a hot he counts every pitch yeah
2: <laughs> there's no short there's no light there's oh. no shortening up.
0: he comes out of his shoes every swing i'm taking over all day on that
2: yeah he could have 10 by the end of august yeah yeah it's, one of those guys could and, and, and disappear and, and yeah, I was gonna say with with his 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 career stats in October or excuse me in August and in September are horrible. His career stats at the beginning of the season are fantastic. So if we get beginning of the season, Javi in August, absolutely over. If we get end of the season, August September, Javi, we're still gonna get the over. He'll just hit two fifty. So you gotta go over on that one. He's he's an easy over. I think that one's actually really low. I think twelve. What what was it?
1: Ten and a half. Yeah, I thought I think
2: 12 and a half would be it fair. Uh, let's do a couple more home runs and then
1: we do pitching. Let's see. Tim Anderson, 7.5 and, and then they have his batting average. I think we said it similar to this. 282.
0: I would take over on the batting average and under on the home
2: runs. This was for Tim, Tim Anderson.
0: Anderson. Mm-hmm. And it was
2: over for average. I took, uh, over
0: the, I took over on 282. I think he still hits around 300.
2: Yeah. Over at the 300.
1: I am going to go over on the average and under on the home runs as well.
0: Yep. Dude, he arguably was the best White Sox hitter in summer camp and during these exhibition games. We saw him in that leadoff spot come out against the Cubs and take beautiful pitches opposite field to get on base. He stretched a a single, and it was great because he was mic'd up, and you heard him right out of the box go, I'm going to get two, and he stretched Mm -hmm. that into a double. Like, I think he's hitting three hundred. Yeah, I'm taking the over on average. And he's another guy. I don't want him hitting for power.
1: And, so, uh, I mean, Anderson, too, even if he he makes a lot of contact, mm-hmm. and he's fast as hell, so he can, like, get out, squeak out a couple more hits and raise that average. Just and he's from,
0: probably going to be batting leadoff. So. Gets that extra at-bat, yeah. Well, with Maddenville figuring out his fucking timing, you need some guys to set the table, so.
1: <laughs> uh, let's see. I thought this one was also an easy over just because – Historically, he's one of the best strikeout pitches in the game. You Darvish over under strikeouts, 90 and a half.
0: Well, I got to do some math in my head.
1: <laughs> my start? Start.
0: Is it first inning you or second inning you? Because that's a big difference. I
1: mean, I think okay. I saw from the second through the fifth inning that you yeah. Darvish is like, all right. Dude, he's got eight
0: pitches. Like you, Hitters are completely guessing. But in that first inning against the White Sox, he was just fucking up.
1: I know that was just like yeah. first half last year, you where he could he didn't have control, yeah, and then he had to come across the middle with the fastball and got torched.
0: For the Cubs' sake, for your two sake, I'm going to take over because they need him to be a very good starter for them this year.
2: All right, so I want to do. I am going to do a little bit of a. Kevin, did you, man? Well, I was just kidding? <laughs> I'm going to go over. I, I mean, he averages seven and a half strikeouts per start. and He's going to probably get, what, 12, 14 starts. Mm-hmm. So I think he's healthy at least 12, yeah. If he's healthy for at least 12 starts, yeah, I think he's going to get, I, I think he's going to come in at about 90, 91, 92 maybe. If he's, if he's fully healthy and gets 14, he'll blow that out of the water. He might even hit triple digits, but he's got to be healthy. And, he, and Even if he's bad, he still gets strikeouts. It's like right oh, yeah. now, sure he's, he's kind of getting lit, but he's got nine strikeouts in five innings. Yep. I mean, you still can get lit, still get K's. I mean, it's just a lot of pitches and he wears down, and then that taxes the bullpen because you got lit and you wasted pitches with strikeouts, which are oh. obviously pitch. Numbers. Guys, guys,
0: I don't know if you know this, but the Cubs Bulls pen doesn't look great right now. So mm-hmm. you need you to be going deep into some of these games. I
1: will predict that the Cubs bullpen ends up with a lower ERA than the Sox.
0: That is cool. I will take that. I would take
1: that bet. We have a tattoo bet. The Cubs aren't going to have drill I Cotton do. pitching, everything.
0: I know, but i no, not... mean,
1: not... The Cubs bullpen has a lot of good young arms that nobody knows
0: um, about. As we're recording this, Geostan is up with two outs and bases loaded, and uh oh, base hit. That's not cool. That's
2: oh, cool. that was a nice. That ball was good six inches off the dish, too. Way to well, go with that. Angel would have called
0: that a strike. He is, dude, he is way too, too good on Twitter. He's He's actually trending right now.
1: Angel, yes. I think Angel Hernandez now because of a couple of umpires who um, who uh, opted out. I right. think he's a crew chief now, or yeah. the, uh, what the fuck is he called? Yeah, crew chief.
0: Dude, he's trending right now for how terrible he is doing. <laughs> so here's here's an example. Of it, right? That's what how you know about,
1: baseball's back and umpires fucking turning because he's trash. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we talk about little things equaling big things, and you guys are seeing a base hit that scores a run with the bases loaded in two outs in the fifth. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a two out base hit to right that should have scored a man from second. But what is the guy from second looking at? He's watching to see if the baseball drops. Yep. What are you looking it? at? Who was it? 31. I don't know who that is. Who's number 31 on the Yankees? Legitimately, when they show the replay, he's looking to see if the ball drops. There's two outs, meet. Get on your horse and get the fuck home. Sorry, that's the little things that equal oh, big definitely. things. You
0: are one... I'm not even going to even bother to try to argue with you because you are 100%. I'm... I i do not know why he was looking at the ball.
1: Like Aaron Hicks failed. terrible base,
0: runner. Right? Yep, it was Hicks.
1: So on the on the Slack side, I thought this was low. G, uh, for Giolito strikeouts, 68 and a half.
0: I would take the over on
1: that. I thought that was really low.
0: He got a lot more strikeouts. He gets a lot more strikeouts with that change up now. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw his fastball was again in mid-90s, which looked really good. His control looked really good. Um, I know I've been saying this entire offseason that we're probably going to see the mean, not like angry mean, like the average, the middle <laughs> yeah. version of Giolito, not the shitty Gio from two years ago, and not the lights out from last year. I think we're going to actually see like – But if he can keep it going, I mean, a lot of stuff with Gio Gonzalez – or not Gio Gonzalez, Lucas Chialito is um, mental, as we all know. And from his interviews, just about everything, off the field stuff, team chemistry to what he's doing on the field, he seems like the most focused, level-headed that I've ever seen him. Mm -hmm. And I think he's going to be an all-star this year, even though they're not going to have an all-star. Right. He's going to be an all-star quality type starter, and I think would take the over in that strikeout.
1: Uh, Here's – I mean, we know starting pitching wins, losses don't mean much, but for these purposes, Kyle Hendricks win total five, over-under.
0: 14 start. I'll take the over. Kevin.
1: 14 start. And I think that's an easy over, especially at this time. Because you don't know about the Cubs bullpen, he's gonna go deeper in games. I hope that David Ross trusts him to go deeper in games compared to Joe Madden. Uh and then Dallas Keichel, I think a lot of the a lot of the win win totals for pitches are like around five, five and a half. So Keichel's at, at five as well.
0: Bro, I was already pumped for Dallas Keichel, but after watching him pitch that game against the Cubs, I am stoked for Dallas Keichel. <laughs> He look
1: good, man. When he has the ground ball pit, when he has his uh, breaking stuff working, he's just automatic up there.
2: He's, he's one of those guys that are consistent. Like we talked about it, even in the offseason when they landed him, he's a veteran too. And mm-hmm. did you notice how he worked? That's what I think we talked about a little bit when we were watching the game we're together out. too. He works with purpose. He gets on the bump. He gets the ball. He gets right back up there. He delivers another pitch. He doesn't wait. He doesn't dilly dally. He's not, he's not Steve Traxel on the human rain delay. He gets up there and he gets going. And if you're on the bump and you're on defense, if you're someone that you'd love to play behind a guy like that, because you're not bored, you're not sitting there just napping guys that take too long guys. I mean, I got, I coached a kid last year. I I swear to God, or two summers ago, he had, he didn't get a single out. His first out came 17 minutes into an inning. Now he only faced seven batters um, in that time span. He was, we were timing him. He was 47 seconds between pitches. Now, that's absurd. That's obviously not major league quality, but our defense all of a sudden started kicking the ball around. We tried to figure out why. Of course it is. It's because he's hypnotizing them. Opposite, Dallas Keuchel, man. He gets up there. He says, let's go. I'm going to feed you the baseball. I'm going to share you the baseball. I'm going to make guys miss, get them on their front foot. A lot of infield ground balls, a lot of weak fly balls. He doesn't give up a lot of square barrels. And so I loved watching him work because he was. You love to see, especially for younger pitchers to watch, you love to see guys that work with purpose. So many young pitchers get out on the bump. And they are listening and watching to see what a their catcher calls. Who's going to be calling pitchers through their coach? They're not out there just going. Let's get, give me the damn ball. Let's go. They're, they're looking around. They're, they're you know they're, they're a little bit aloof. And when you see some of those younger ball players take light and see this, and they're like, "Oh my god, look! If I just sped up my my whole routine, a I'm going to get better defense behind me. But I'm probably going to get in a better rhythm. Make the make the hitter change the timing. Make the hitter step out. Don't be the guy that's like. You know, milking it out. Your defense doesn't want that, and a guy like Heichel is a perfect example. I loved watching him work the other night. I think he's going to be not only just a, a good pitcher for the White Sox. I think he's going to, especially guys like Dylan Cease, who, who struggle with those types of things like command. He's going to make them better, more refined ball players just by being a leader and being like a kind of a mentor to them.
0: All right, Aldo, we're coming up at an hour and a half here, so
1: hit me, hit us with one more last couple um, ones. Darvish, five and a half wins,
2: over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was gonna
1: say under, but there's no way there's two years in a row where the most stupid shit happens during his starts. So fingers mm-hmm. crossed for over. <laughs> uh, you know, let's do one more, one more hitting for the Sox. Mm-hmm. We forgot about Edwin Encarnacion.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: 12 and Carnacion. half home runs. This is a guy who's hit at Steadical,
3: least steady
0: thirty in a regular season. Yeah. I'm gonna go over again just because of the ballpark, because of the protection around him. And he beasted a couple balls in summer camp. I'm going to go over.
1: Kevin? 12 and a <sighs> half.
2: And I expect mm-hmm. him to hit a home run every time he comes up.
1: For you, mm-hmm. No,
0: no, for Edwin. Not-
2: yeah. Oh, Edwin, Edwin. Oh, God, you want the parrot. Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, he's going to go over. Team. He's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna eat against like some teams like the Tigers. I think he's gonna those guys are gonna help. Yeah, you got
0: to remember, these White Sox too are gonna be. Faz- Look at the Royals, the Indians, and the Tigers. Look at oh. their three, four, and five starters. Like a you, third say who those guys, guys are, the
1: Tigers and Royals.
0: You don't know who those guys are. You don't know the three, four, and five pitchers for the the Royals, the Tigers, and even the Indians. For Christ's sake,
1: I am going to. I, I think this is the easiest under. On the board, Jason Hayward six and a half home runs under. Under. I, I, I know he had a better season last year, but he's still going to be platooning this year, I think, and he's just not a home run hitter. Oh, and then John Lester seven and a half strikeouts. I under because I don't know how many innings he's going to be pitching.
2: Yep. Has anybody put together an over under on sack bunts now with uh with universal DH? No. No, because no one cares. No one. That
1: crossed no one's mind.
2: <laughs> Even if we had 162 games with the with the universal DH, you'll see the lowest amount of sack bunts in like the history of baseball. There's
0: been one bunt in this Yankees Nationals game, and Castro botched it, so it worked.
2: <laughs> there you
1: go. So
0: better than a strikeout. Better than a strikeout. <laughs> all right, everyone. So happy opening day. We made it. We all oh, wait. Wait. It.
1: We have to do just our just overall general. Predictions for the Cubs and Sox. So, Yeah. Sox record playoffs. How far do they go? <laughs> when does Dick Magical not get called up? Anything you got?
0: Magical will be up in a week. Sox won 34 games. It's good enough for the division. So obviously they make the playoffs. I think if they make it to the AL championship series and lose to the Yankees,
1: um, all right, what do you get out of the national league? You don't have to go every division, but just who do you think? Oh, you I know.
0: Um it's so hard to not say Dodgers.
1: Right, yes. It really I mean, that's
0: a, a basically an all star team. I mean, yeah, they lost Clayton Kershaw, but they gained May. Just so replace him with a yeah, yeah, lively arm. Yep. <laughs> so I I mean I know it's chalk, I know it's whatever, but Dodgers Yankees World Series.
1: Kevin, what do you got for the Cubs? And, and then anything you got on players, record, and then how Nico far?
2: Miko Horner, Horner, Rookie of the Year. All right. And that's only the, because if Derek May gets called up and stays up, I think Derek May probably will win it. But I think that with What's-His-Name going out, I think that Horner becomes one of the – because you're not going to get a lot of rookies cutting their teeth this year, at least pretty good. I mean, at this point, maybe some of the crappier franchises, I guess. But with such a shortened season, not, I don't think you're going to see many, and I think he's going to get a lot more at-bats than people realize. I think he's going to start tomorrow. I, I mean, obviously we haven't seen a lineup yet, but they let him sit Wednesday to give Kipnis a little bit, but I was always under the impression that they were going to give Kipnis the nod just as a veteran tip of the cap. But I think that there's been a lot of push through the Cubs front office. And I think you see a little bit of PR moving too, kind of pumping up Horner a little bit, like for some like actual cubs.com content, which means they're kind of on that potentially on that campaign for rookie of the year where they're going to continually, you know, when franchises have someone that might be it, they kind of kind of put out stories here and there that are going to build up. And there's a really nice story that came out yesterday about Nico, I think that I think that he could be, I think he's one of the top three or four guys possibly for rookie of the year. And I think that that's gonna be the shocker is he's gonna come out and he's gonna really do well and he'll get rookie of the year, and people will be like, Oh my god. Maybe right. and I think right. the Cubs, Cubs will
1: then how long the world
2: series we got a Red Line world series, Cubs, White Sox, I'm going with it. I don't care.
1: All right. All right. Wait.
2: Who wins it? Shit. Come on. Can't wait till next year Sox. <laughs> All right, Although right, what's yours?
1: Kyle Hendricks, Cy Young. Cubs go 35 and what is it? 25. Mm-hmm. Lose in the NLCS to the Braves. Oh, plot twist. All right. Braves. Braves, Braves Rays World Series. Get those ratings, baby.
0: She's <laughs> the 20 people that watch that are going to be <laughs> juiced.
1: Um so we made it
0: all of us together we have baseball i'm i'm watching regular season baseball right now it's on the monitor um and it's awesome uh, really proud of what this show did to get us to this point we made it through some tough times as a lot of other content creators did um and something else i want to do and i'm going to tweet it out and i know this is the end of a an hour and a half long show so Not sure how many people are
1: going to hear this. But But if you are, thanks for sticking along.
0: We appreciate that. Um, And I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to wear what I was going to wear to the White Sox home opener. and I'm going to take a picture of it because, one, Mrs. Zoe got me a dope-ass throwback jersey that I have not even taken the tags off yet. Hmm. So I'm going to be wearing that, and I'm going to be wearing my – pinwheels and ivy sunglasses that i was going to be handing out to people at the white Sox home opener and big homie that i told i was going to mail them to you i'm still going to do it i just keep forgetting that's on me um but yeah rock your gear get excited it's a shitty crazy world out there right now it's cool to just take a couple hours watch some baseball relax um i know that's going to be damn near impossible but give it a shot
1: yeah, because I mean, after like the first inning, we're going to be just right whatever it is, good or bad.
0: <laughs> yep. So for the Reverend K Fids, Aldo, I'm Zoe. Everyone be good to each other and happy opening day, everybody.
3: Woo! you can put it on a boy yeah every season make it all change take me out to the bar game this is what you are waiting for yeah this is what you waiting for you can put it on a boy yeah put it on boy every season make it all change take me out to the bar yeah this is what you waiting for yeah this is what you waiting for you can put it on a boy yeah put it on a boy every season make it all all changed. all out change. to the out to the